discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life. And most importantly, in business. On Sudden Eye Impact. With your host, Lee. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than, greater than. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than. Yes, and your life counts, and enthusiasm definitely makes a difference. Hello and welcome. You're live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we have fun together, we learn together, and we encourage one another. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we discuss a variety of topics such as, but not limited to, 100% personal responsibility, accountability, accountability partners, mentorship, the power of belief, the power of thought, the power of expectation. The power of words, consciousness, awareness, accountability, being of service, becoming the observer, creativity, innovation, visionary leadership, entrepreneurship, goal setting and goal attainment, imagination, visualization, economic empowerment, relationships, the power of partnerships, belief systems, decision making, the mind, mindset, success, self-concept. Attitude and focus mastery. On our show, we share concepts, principles, and processes and systems that work when you work them, that deliver good and great results. Our show's vision, mission, purpose, and intention is to discuss and deliver simple, basic, fundamental ways to help everyday people experience more fulfillment, satisfaction, enrichment, enjoyment, health, mental health, awareness, and overall peace through utilizing your own brilliant mind, and all the latent resources that lie dormant within you. Got a great show on tap for you today. The title is Spiritual Basics and Fundamentals. The eagle's vision is incredible. It can see a silver dollar from one NFL end zone to the other end zone. That's sight. Nah, that's vision. So the first of the 13 core principles of self-transformation to self-actualization that I would like to share with you today is self-awareness. Self-awareness is about awakening from your sleep and being made alive with a thorough understanding that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. You are not your thought. You are the observer of your thoughts. You are not the feeling or emotion but you are the one experiencing the feeling or emotion. You are not your belief, but the one who receives the end result of each belief. Now, 96 to 98% of our beliefs are downloaded to us by our ancestral lineage. And the same percentage of our thoughts are thrust upon us by environment, through family, friends, teachers, community leaders, strangers, media, by way of radio and television, billboards, propaganda, etc. We have an estimated 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, and we are conscious 
of about 5% of those thoughts per day. So I have two questions for you that will help you identify what has been happening. The first question is, using the lower number of 60,000 thoughts, what are you doing with the 3,000 thoughts that you're supposed to be conscious of? And then an even better question, my second question is, what about the 57,000 thoughts that you are not conscious of? It's time to move to action and become self-aware and go through the process of self-transformation to self-actualization. The eagle is guaranteed to bring the family the spoils. So the second of the 13 core principles that I would like to share with you today is the principle self-reliance. Self-reliance is about planting your two feet firmly, owning your space, and depending only on yourself, simply because you have everything within you, within your own planet. So you should take inventory of your many gifts and talents and begin to utilize your unique gifts to overcome the challenges and obstacles put on your path of self-transformation to self-actualization. Fulfilling your purpose, assignment, and vision, making a big positive contribution, and overall help to improving overall global consciousness. And through fulfilling your assignment, by and through depending only on yourself, because nobody can do what you were sent here to do, it will raise the overall consciousness of the world. The third core principle I would like to share with you today is self-belief. The eagle instinctively believes in itself so much so that it knows how to do whatever it takes to survive and thrive. You see, your beliefs were downloaded into you, as mentioned before, from the last trimester of your mother's pregnancy, which includes all the beliefs from your father's side of the family as well as your mother's side of the family. Then as you were pushed out of the womb from day one until the last day before you turned eight years of old, eight years of age, you were constantly receiving information and data from who you were around. Family members, friends, teachers, perfect strangers, religious leaders, community leaders, environment, local and national media by way of radio and TV. And these communications all impacted your conditioning and your program. So the key is to begin to identify what you believe. Then ask questions because the mind cannot ignore questions. Like, is this my belief or is this someone else's belief? Because you may have some beliefs that no longer serve you and that need to be replaced. So you can improve multiple areas of your life. The most important piece of self-knowledge that you can receive is this truth. If you do not believe in yourself, no one else can believe in you.
You are to believe in yourself no matter what. Even when you face the appearance of temporary defeat or overall defeat. You have to pass the persistence test. And nothing, I do mean absolutely nothing, can take the place of persistence and perseverance. You may have heard the saying, I will believe it when I see it. Well, it is actually the reverse or the opposite. Believing is seeing. Believing is perceiving. Believing is bringing the unseen into the seen. Believing is bringing materiality into being. Believing is transcending and transmuting the formless into form. The fourth core principle on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you is self-expression. The ego is not aware of judgment from other species, and the ego does not judge itself. The ego does not have hang-ups or entanglement. The ego is always authentic with itself and never tries to fit in. How about you? So it should be with you. Are you 100% authentic with yourself? Or do you try to scale back and attempt to not reveal who you really are? Do you keep your promises to yourself first or to others? Why are these philosophies important? They are important because when you are not being your true self, you dim your light and you hide your gifts and talents. So you, by choice or by default, miss opportunities to prosper because your attractive factor is not resonating at full capacity. In other words, you are hiding in the crowd and cannot be identified as the person required to help a specific client. Forfeiting the opportunity to network, be of service, exchange value, and benefit from a new business relationship. Next, if you do not keep your promises to yourself, you will not be vested enough to keep your promises to anyone else. So as it is written on the Ark of Adelphi, know thyself and to thy own self be true, is the most important process you can actually participate in on your journey through self-transformation to self-actualization. The ego trains up the egolist judiciously so that when it is time for the young ego to venture out, it is well prepared. Which leads me into the fifth core principle on the pathway from self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you. And it is called self-knowledge. Self-knowledge is about acquiring the knowledge of self, who you are, what is your purpose for being here? What value do you uniquely possess that only you can contribute to humanity and help raise overall global consciousness? What internal resources and systems do you come equipped with to help you navigate through this three-dimensional world? Some examples, the conscious mind, subconscious mind, chakra systems, central nervous system, speech. 
It is through gaining knowledge of these resources and integrating the knowledge daily consistently that will aid and assist you on your journey through self-transformation to self-actualization. The eagle knows it is sovereign and king of the air. So the six core principles on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you today is self-image, which is the way you view yourself. The way you see yourself is how others will see you. And to a large extent, dictates and controls every single aspect of your life. And it will determine your lifestyle you lead, where you live, the quality of how you live, where you work, how successful you will be in that vocation, how much money you are able to allow and receive, the type of clothing you wear, the quality of food you eat, what you drive, etc. Essentially, the self-image controls everything on your pathway from self-transformation to self-actualization. The eagle is always aware of the young eagles and always is ready to protect and does protect. The seventh core principle on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you today is self-help. Self-help is first about understanding that if you continue to do the same thing, you will by default continue to get the same end result. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing but expecting a different result. So the first step of self-help is to recognize and realize you need help. If you have been stuck in any key area for an extended period of time, to get unstuck, you must first help yourself by admitting you require help. Then second, go get help. Pursue it aggressively. Don't go at it alone. Identify the area you need help in then pursue it aggressively. This specialized help will be very beneficial. If it is personal counseling, seek it out. If it is financial counseling, seek it out. If it is relationship counseling, seek it out. If it is career-related counseling, seek it out. If it is business-related counseling, don't be afraid to seek it out. Getting help is an honorable thing to do. No one is going to look down on you. Successful people have members, mentors, teachers, coaches. They have some type of support system. And these resources will help you tremendously on your journey through self-transformation to self-actualization. The eagle swoops up on its prey abruptly, devouring the prey instantly. The eighth core principle on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you today is self-determination. And self-determination is about having resolve, fortitude, grit and grind, having strong spiritual, mental, and physical work ethic, persistence and perseverance, and commitment to do a thing and to do the thing right with gratitude 
because you have been gifted the talent and skill set to do a thing in the spirit of excellence. Being of service with high energy, integrity, with the right attitude, and doing it with masterly showmanship. Meaning, be of service with enthusiasm. Do a thing with keen focus from beginning to end. Simply because you do not only desire the end goal or end result, you require growth and expansion during the process. And all of the byproducts that just happen on the journey from self-transformation to self-actualization is a bonus. The eagle has conditioned itself so that instinctively it can elevate to higher and higher altitudes with the greatest of ease. The ninth core principle on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you is self-discipline. And self-discipline is about having the integrity to do what you should be doing at the exact time every day you should be doing it. Whether someone is keeping you accountable or not, repetition is the cadence of the universe. Every great thing, knowingly or unknowingly, has been accomplished through the process involved with space-time repetition. Research any athlete, any actor, any musician, any artist, any composer. Research it out. Don't take my word for it. You will see for yourself this holds true. Self-discipline is having the tenacity to practice perfectly over and over again until the opportunity presents itself. And because you are always in the state of preparation, you are disciplined. You will be well prepared to capitalize on the opportunity. Participating in a daily routine with the intangibles included will help you tremendously on your journey of self-transformation to self-actualization. The ego knows that nothing can be compared to it. The ego also knows that nothing can be compared with it. The 10th core principle on your journey of self-transformation to self-actualization, I would like to share with you, is self-esteem. Self-esteem is about accepting yourself exactly the way you are, even with the things you don't like about yourself or what you wish was different, and choosing to love yourself unconditionally. It is very important to know and understand that you are not your missteps. That's just something you experience. And it is possible to have a new and better experience, regardless of what has occurred. Daily, it is necessary for you to feel good about yourself and to have goals that you are striving for in each key area of your life. You should establish a daily routine and stick to it. And yes, you will have challenging days, but having a goal, having a target, having an objective will help you work through the obstacles and challenges. You should form the habit of either speaking affirmations or writing them down simply because positive phrases that resonate with you on a personal level help you manage your brilliant mind and thoughts. Forming the habits of practicing these disciplines will greatly boost and help you maintain healthy self-esteem and aid you in being successful 
on your journey through self-transformation to self-actualization. The ego is never alarmed, shaken, or rattled. It is in its element, in the air. And in the air, it soars so gracefully. The 11th core principle on your journey of self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you today is self-preservation. Self-preservation is about restoring your scattered life force, bringing back your scattered remnants and energy, and centrally focusing your life force on what is important and in alignment with your unique giftings, deep interests, and purpose. As long as you are just doing whatever to get by, you will always struggle. But when you repent, change your way of thinking, change your way of believing, and the way you're viewing reality, things will no longer be scattered. They will again return to being concentrated. You will be able to be of service, exchanging the value you were innately meant to exchange and be a contributor to raising overall consciousness. And in the process, you're being preserved are continually restored and renewed, and you are perpetually fulfilling the role you were meant to play. And in the process, you are receiving over and beyond your basic requirements, for that matter. The universe is providing whatsoever you require on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization. The ego has laser beam focus. It has high concentration, acceleration, and accomplishes its mission every time. The 12th core principle on your journey of self-transformation to self-actualization I would like to share with you is self-improvement. Self-improvement is about, based on the results you are currently receiving in any area of your life, relationships, finances, career, etc. Evaluating these results first through the perspective that I own 100% responsibility for these results. I have received in each area of my life, and I own it. If it is your personal relationship, you don't like the results, the answer is to change by improving you. If it is your finances, you don't like your current results, the answer is to work on and improve you. If it is your career, the answer is to work on and to improve you. Are you getting the central thing? You are the variable, and you are the constant in the equation. Self-improvement of you has to be the goal, the target, and the objective. And embarking on changing you on your journey of self-transformation to self-actualization will be greatly beneficial on your pathway to self-actualization. The ego's demeanor and execution is constantly, consistently the same. So the 13th core principle I would like to share with you on your journey of self-transformation to self-actualization is self-control. Self-control is about totally understanding and fully comprehending that you are literally a ball of unlimited power, unrestricted, 
uncontained and that you are the chief operative power and everything works by you. The emphasis on self-control is to be knowledgeable and mature and use your power for empowerment versus being ignorant and immature, using your power to disempower men and recklessly misusing your power and strength to tear down your life, participating in activities, thoughts, beliefs, and experiences that don't serve you. Self-control is an advanced form of self-discipline where you condition yourself to do what is beneficial for you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, relationally, and socially, meaning you are not harming yourself or anyone else. So to a large degree, you are doing what is best for all concerned on your journey from self-transformation to self-actualization. You're live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee. I highly recommend my book, Self-Transformation. It's available on Amazon.com, and it's also available on my website, uh, signed copies are, and the audio book, www.schoolofselftransformation.com. Once again, you're live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee. I did the first segment of the show purposefully giving you core principles that can help you on the pathway of self-transformation to self-actualization. Why do you go through that process? That's how you can improve and experience success in each area of your life. I want you all to ponder this. The mind cannot ignore a question. So if you need an answer in your life, ask the right question. Ask the correct question. Ask the most accurate question. Now, how do you receive better answers in your life? By asking better questions or the best questions. The point of it is, is remember this. The mind cannot ignore a question. If you ask yourself a question, your mind is going to search for the answer. Plutarch said, in words are seen the state of mind and character and disposition of the speaker. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Two gifts we were given, mind and speech. So I'm going to repeat this quote by Plutarch. In words are seen the state of mind and character and disposition of the speaker. Remember, the mind cannot ignore a question. So on the first segment of the show, I'm giving 13 core principles that can help you on your journey from self-transformation or through self-transformation on your way to self-actualization. It's an ongoing journey, ongoing inner journey of development and further growth and expansion. Each person must have a strong desire within them that pushes their own self forward versus remaining stagnant. Also, consequences, because we always have one of these three life masterclasses coming at us. Lessons, testings, and blessings. 
Your job is to prepare and endure the master classes, grasp the lessons being taught, and grow spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, socially, financially, and materially. Time out for thinking that you're not supposed to have money or that money is evil and people that have money are bad. Those are old beliefs, erroneous beliefs that are no longer serving you. You need to delete that programming and install new programming. Always be owning and improving your skills, reinventing yourself, and building strength so that you are well prepared for whatever comes your way on your inner journey. Now, this is a quote by Confucius. To put the world in order, we have to first put the nation in order. To put the nation in order, we have to first put the family in order. And to put the family in order, we have to first put our hearts in order. So I'm going to do a rendition of that. So you have your own world going on. So you need to put your chakra system in order. You need to put your central nervous system in order. You need to put your conscious mind in order. You need to put your subconscious mind in order. You need to put your superconscious mind in order. You need to put your thoughts in order. You need to put your beliefs in order. You need to put your feelings and emotions in order. Understand this, my belief creates my reality. Our mind is full of paradigms and conditioning that will talk us out of our best. Remember, the brain is an artifact. It wants to stay stuck in the past. It wants to keep you safe. So it thinks it's keeping you safe. The mind will talk us out of our best decisions and stop us right in our tracks and keep us from our true desires of our life if we let it. We must use our will to hold the vision of what we desire or require and become stronger than and be perpetually stronger than the paradigm and conditioning that currently exists, meaning we're going to have to overcome it. If there is something you desire, don't let money adversity, your past, anyone or anything stop you from going forward, not even yourself or self-sabotage, your excuses or old stories, even when they seem like good ones. See, we rationalize means rational lies or sound like the truth. There is a new story beheld waiting to be played out in your life if you but embrace it. A belief is a root. A belief is a root. A belief is a root. It is a thought that you think over and over and over and over again until it begins to replay itself by automation or autopilot. What is happening to cause these things to happen? A belief, the root, 
supplies or produces a certain thought, and that thought is like a seed, and the fruit from it is expressed. Find the belief which the thought or cause, then you can change the effect or the unwanted circumstance, the unwanted condition, and the unwanted material thing. Now, we talked about a lot. So now I'm going, I dealt with, today's show is called Spiritual Basics and Fundamentals Mastery. Spiritual Basics, Fundamentals, Mastery. So the first segment of the show was set that way purposely so we can work through beliefs that are no longer serving us. One of the things that's instrumental or a catalyst or integral in success, whether it's small-scale success, medium-scale success, large-scale success, is trust. You can't hardly do anything by yourself. You minimize a lot of things. So you're going to have to trust others. You know, some of us have a belief in our subconscious mind that the rug will be pulled from under us by somebody or something. You need to work with and work through that belief. You're going to have to trust others. That belief is sabotaging your success. It's sabotaging your growth. It's sabotaging your acceleration. It is sabotaging your expansion. You're going to have to learn to trust people. You're going to have to first learn to trust yourself, and then you're going to have to learn to trust others. You're going to have to get that belief, purge that belief out of your subconscious. And the reason that I'm saying this is because thoughts and beliefs are all around us. And knowingly or unknowingly or silently, these things get inside of our psyche. They get into our subconscious or unconscious or subjective mind. This is definitely a silent sabotager. You're going to have to overcome that belief and install a new belief. You're going to have to learn to trust others. Believe in yourself, trust yourself, and you have to trust others. Because success is a team sport. Making money is a team sport. When you're just by yourself, there's only so much you can do. You got to be part of a team. You got to have a support system. So I mentioned this earlier in the show. To think that you're not supposed to have money. To think that you're not supposed to have, you know, a nice condo, a nice apartment, a nice single family home, a nice, um, duplex, uh, triplex, fourplex, whatever you desire, you can have it. And I want to tell you, you do need money. Even if you've blown money or you're not, you think you're not good with money, because you are living in this three-dimensional realm, you still deserve to have your basic needs met and more besides. 
And in order for that to happen, you have to have some form of cash flow, currency, money coming in, money coming through. So we gotta we gotta work with beliefs. Um, same thing, relationships. Time out for thinking that you messed up one relationship, so you don't deserve to have a relationship. Some uh, being with someone that makes you happy, someone to spend time with, someone to do events with, so on and so forth. That's wrong thinking. It's erroneous thinking. It's thinking in error. You got to get beyond that. You know, um, treat people like you want to be treated. So you're going to have to work with beliefs. You're going to have to to begin to think. Stop thinking I'm not enough. You have to start thinking I am enough. You have to stop thinking that I'm unworthy. You have to start thinking that you are worthy. You have to stop thinking you don't deserve. You have to start thinking I do deserve. You got to mess with it. You got to fuse with it. You got to believe it. You're going to have to become one with it. You know, just having the thought or should I say an idea is useless. You have to become the idea. You have to fuse with it. You have to mess with it. You have to become fascinated with it. It has to become a part of you. You have to become one with it. So let's work with this, these beliefs around money and finances. So some of the things that you might have heard um, while you were growing up, money doesn't grow on trees. So you're going to have to uproot that, obliterate it, delete it out of your subconscious mind. And you're going to have to install a new belief, a new principle, something that can serve you. Money grows like a seed. So the law of polarity says that there's a positive and there's a negative. If you look at a battery, you see a plus and a minus sign. And remember, there's nothing new under the sun. So whatever situation you are in, it deals with your believing, it deals with your thinking, and it deals with your expecting. And this stuff, the subconscious mind is like an iceberg. You know, you can only see like 10% of the iceberg. So 90% of it is not visible. I did a show and I invite you to go back and look at it. The unseen is more real than the seen. Why can I make a bold statement like that? Because the seen comes from the unseen. So you have these, Rational lies, these hard beliefs in your subconscious mind, and you're not aware of them. So you need to, through introspection and self-reflection, identify the beliefs that you have and then study them out to find out, you know, is this your belief or is this your parents' belief or is this a friend's belief? Is it? Some other relative's belief is a teacher's belief, is a, a religious leader's belief. Someone either told you that or you thought it over and over again or you told yourself that. You know, one of those things happened or multiples of those things happened or all of that happened. 
That's how you got the belief. And it also could have been downloaded to you, you know, from the time of your the last trimesters of your mom's pregnancy through the age of seven years old. But we're going to work. You got to work with the belief by identifying the belief and then write it down and look at it. Then ask a question. Remember, I said the mind cannot ignore a question. How do we get an answer? By asking a question. How do we get better answers? By asking better questions. How do we get the best answer? By asking the best question. So another one of those beliefs, money is the root of all evil. A lot of people go to the scripture in Timothy chapter 6 in the good book. But if you go further down in that same chapter, it talks about money in a positive, in a good, or in an accurate tense. So this is left up for interpretation for you. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. But I'll tell you what's really evil. The thing that's really evil is for you not to have any money and you require it to provide shelter for yourself, to have your water on, your electricity on, to have food, uh, to have entertainment, to have a car, to buy gas, to buy clothing, so on and so forth. You get the picture? So no, money is not the root of all evil. Money is the root of joy and comfort, meaning money can bring you satisfaction. Money can provide your basic needs and beyond. So money in and of itself is neutral. It's what a person does with it that makes it good or bad, right or wrong, inaccurate or accurate or whatnot. But the point is, you have a relationship with money, and that relationship with money is cradled to the grave, meaning it's required. When you're birthed in here until you go out of here, you or somebody else has to foot the bills, so to speak. So there's nothing wrong with money. It's erroneous thinking. It's error thinking. It's wrong thinking. It's negative thinking. And you're going to have to uproot that out of your subconscious mind and plant a more fruitful thought. Instead of thinking money is the root of all evil, you need to begin to think over and over again till it becomes habitual. Money is the root of joy and comfort. Some people get hung up on money. They think money is an end in and of itself. You're going to have to uproot that belief. Money is a means to an end. I mean, it's a vehicle or a container that takes you to a desired end. Money doesn't grow on trees. Uproot that belief. Obliterate it, delete it, and install a new belief. Money grows like a seed. If you put corn in the ground and you nurture it and you cultivate it, you know you're going to get a harvest of corn. If you have the right relationship with money and you use it wisely and you invest it, you will have it or you will have access to it. Uh, another belief that you 
probably have in your subconscious mind. Money is hard to get and keep. Well, if you believe that money is hard to get and keep, that's going to be your experience. It doesn't have to be that way. It's totally up to you. However, reality works for you. If you make it hard and you make it so that you can't hold on to it, that's on you. You're using your mind, you're using your thoughts, you're using your belief, you're using your expectations, you're using your action or inaction, you're using your experiences to make that true for you. But you can uproot that belief, obliterate it, delete it, and then install a new belief. Money comes to me frequently and easily. And you just meditate that, you speak that, you confess that, you keep it in front of your eyes until it becomes true for you. Uh, you have a sneaky feeling you're not supposed to have money. Um, that's another belief that's embedded in your subconscious mind or deep, deep in your psyche. You know, it could be stuck in your head too. And you need to uproot that belief, obliterate it, delete it, and you need to install a new belief. And the belief I would recommend is uh, I got a good feeling. I'll always have some money. You can word it however you want, whatever words resonate with you. But time, space, repetition is what it's going to take. And with the subject of money, it's going to take work. But it can be done. You can install a new belief after you've uprooted that old belief. Because if you don't install a new belief, another belief is coming, and it's going to be more than likely on the negative end. Some people are indifferent towards money. You know, they'll, they'll tell you money is not important. That's another belief that could come off on you or could have been downloaded into you, whatever the case may be. But a right belief or a good belief or an accurate belief is money is important. The people that have money and that continuously have cash flow is because they respect money and they understand that money has a purpose and money has a role. And they also understand that you need it, you require it, and you must desire it. To uproot that belief, money is not important. That's been indifferent. If it's not important, you wouldn't see thousands of people getting up on the highway at a certain time every day while there's the highways at a standstill. They're trying to go punch a clock to get some money. So I don't understand how we can assume that money is not important when 90% of people are getting up on that highway to go into a building to clock in to try to earn some money. So that belief is null and void and needs to be uprooted, needs to be obliterated, needs to be deleted. And a new belief needs to be installed. Money is important. Respect money. It's a tool. It's a resource. And you need it to provide shelter for yourself, clothing, food, 
transportation, water, electricity, uh, cell phones. I mean, what would you do without your cell phone? I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but, I mean, everybody has a cell phone. So without money, you can't pay your cell phone bill. You can't keep your bill on. and You can't communicate. And you're living in the age of technology, and you got to be able to communicate. It's like a non-negotiable. It's an essential, just like tissue and food. And I mean, you got to have a phone. You got to have a cell phone. So, some of us made may have made poor decisions with money over and over again. Well. Every day, every second is a new opportunity. You can make a better decision or you can make a great decision, a good decision. Beating yourself up is not going to help you. So that belief needs to be uprooted, obliterated, and deleted. And you need to install a new belief and work with this belief until it's firmly embedded in your subconscious and in your psyche. I am mature now and wisely handle money. You you know, if you're immature or you're not educated, you're not financially literate, that's okay. You don't have to stay that way. You know, take a class. I mean, all the information you could ever want is available on the Internet, YouTube, somewhere. You can find it and study it out until you change your mindset, change your attitude, change your approach, change your perception. Um, change your views on the subject around money. It's that simple. Yes, it will require work. You got to go in there and dig up all those erroneous beliefs that you have and then plant a more fruitful belief. Here's a good one for you. I don't want any of the old world's goods. I don't want any of the old world's goods. Well, if you don't want any of the world's goods, that means you wouldn't have clothing. You wouldn't have a place to stay. You wouldn't be able to take a shower. You wouldn't have water. You wouldn't be able to eat <clears throat> um, or drink. Um, you would have no form of entertainment. You wouldn't have a cell phone. Um, you wouldn't have transportation or you wouldn't have the money to ride the bus or Uber or take a train. So that's another sneaky belief that, that's gotten down and better than you. It's in your subconscious and it's in your unconscious or your subjective mind. And you have to purge it out. You have to uproot it, obliterate it, and delete it and install a new and better belief. Um, having money. Um, uh, prosperity, wealth is your birthright because, I mean, like I said, the relationship with money, your relationship with money, individually, this is individual and collectively. This is for every person that's living. Um, you require having money. Like, you can't make it without money. That That's why the government gives people checks. That's why some people are on benefits. Like, you have to. It is necessary. It's an essential. It's a non-negotiable. You have to have money. So having money, prosperity, wealth, it's your birthright. 
Here's another one that's fun. Can't be spiritual and have all that money. Uh, it's kind of crazy because actually money, money is spiritual because money is not necessarily the paper or the coins that you exchange. Money is an idea. It's a spiritual idea. So everything that we have, there's something that stands in back of it or, or substance. You know, it's not just a physical thing. It's more than the physical thing. It's more than the, the symbol. So can't be spiritual and have all that money. You need to uproot that belief that that's erroneous uh, thinking, perceiving, actualizing. And, and that might be a block that's um, causing you not to have uh, cash flow. So you need to work with that. Um, uprooted, obliterated, uh, deleted, and you you need to install a new belief. And you can word it however you want to, but um, money is definitely spiritually connected. See, though the people that have money, they do things in a certain order, in a certain way, or they do things a certain way in a certain order. That's that's how they they got a routine that works for them that constantly and consistently brings them money. Another belief. Money is filthy lucre. You're talking about the symbol that gets all kinds of different stuff on it. Because money is an idea that yields a symbol, the symbols that we exchange. So you need to uproot, uproot that belief. It's in your subconscious, it's in your unconscious, it's in your subjective mind. That belief needs to be dealt with. Um, I'm going to tell you mine, and it might make you laugh, but it might actually bring some money in for you. For me, money is as clean as hospital cotton. To me, money is not dirty. Word it however you want. Uh, next one, money is short and money is scarce. See, if you believe that, that's your reality. Uh, it's money all around you. Money's being circulated all the time. It's moving. It's in motion. It's in action. Um, so. If your experiences has been short and scarce, you need to get out a pen and paper and you need to um, evaluate your thoughts and your beliefs. And I'm not just talking about an individual thought. I'm talking about your habitual thinking, like your thinking patterns around money. You know, what happens to you when you receive money? Like what kind of feelings or emotions are you emitting? You know, what are your emotions? Um, uproot that belief, obliterate it and delete it, and uh, install a new belief. Uh, money comes through in avalanches of abundance. Like I said, money is uh, all around you. You 
see physical money being exchanged in stores and banks and all of that. But um, the unseen, you know, you can't, you know, we think that we see with our eyes, but we actually see through our eyes with sales and recognition. So when we limit ourselves and just ground it in our bodies, we can't perceive um, from a high perspective, but there's actually money all around you, all around you, even though you don't see it. So money is not short. Money is not scarce. The symbol is all around you. Ideas is all around you. There's opportunities all around you. Um, you need to revisit and kind of work with, evaluate some of your thinking and believing, and you need to get rid of the beliefs and thoughts that's no longer serving you and uh, install beliefs and thoughts that are going to serve you moving forward. So the belief that you should and understand that you have plenty of money all around you. There's opportunities. It's in the form of opportunities. It's in the forms of ideas, follow your intuition, all of that. Then if you're really, really struggling, ask yourself, are you best utilizing your, your gifts, your skill set? Because you could be compulsively under earning and that could be causing you to have shortfalls also. Another belief that we need to work with, it takes money to make money. If you stay hung up on that and you have issues surrounding money, that belief that's embedded in your subconscious mind, your subjective mind, your unconscious mind, can keep you grounded. But a belief to replace that is money comes to me in the form of ideas. Ideas, 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 ideas. Ideas come from outer space. You're supposed to keep a note card, a notepad, and a pen always around you because they say every single person gets between three to four ideas a year that could instantly or easily make them a millionaire. So if you believe in that, it's hard to come by and all that. That's how reality is working for you. But even in bad times, there are several thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of people that still flourish and thrive, you know, creativity, you know, their their energy is is whole. It's not scattered. You know, it's it's in it's in in tune. It's in one place and it's focused. Another belief you need to work with is money burns holes in my pockets. Um, you know, it's just sayings when you were a kid around different families friends, different households, um, different stuff is just said loosely about money. And I continue to reiterate this. Your relationship with money is cradle to the grave. Uh, it's a necessity. You have to have it. So you have to figure out a way to be of service, to um, allow it, uh, receive it, acquire it, and then um, Act judiciously with it. I mean, be wise with it. You know, I mean, if you had a kid and you gave him $5 and then they come back and ask you for more and you say, well, what did you do with the $5? And they can't tell you what they did with the $5. They don't remember. I mean, 
you're going to think about giving them more money before you just give it to them because you want to know what happens to the $5. It's not about the amount. It's the principle. Like, you should be able to account for what you did with the money because if you don't, if you're not able to speak to what you did with the money, then that means that you don't respect it. And because you don't respect it, you don't attract it. So you need to uproot that belief, obliterate it, delete it, and then install a belief. It doesn't have to be exactly as what I'm saying, but whatever words resonate with you, you know. Money doesn't burn holes in my pockets. Money stays securely in my pockets or my wallet or my account, whatever. Um, so you need to, yeah, establish a new belief and then think on and ponder Salah and um, begin to create a new reality in your relationship with money. So I'm not just talking about money. So I dealt with the spiritual in the beginning of the show and now I'm dealing with the material. So I'm talking about money and I'm talking about inanimate objects. Um, time out um, for you not being able to have a condo, single family home, dream home, all of that stuff. The universe can provide for you. But what you're thinking is put on the screen of space and then it's pushed out. So the results that you're getting in your life, there's no guesswork in it. It's not somebody else that's, you're a puppeteer and they're pulling your string. No, you're thinking this stuff. You're believing this stuff. You're emotionalizing this stuff. You're creating this stuff. And this is why your reality is the way that it is. So I've been talking about money, but I'm also talking about, you know, if you have a Chevy Cavalier and you want a Camaro, you can have the Camaro just like you got the Cavalier, but you got to do the mental and the spiritual work for it. You got to think about it. You got to get a picture of it. Um, you got to fantasize about it. You have to write down how your life will change when you get it. You have to celebrate getting it, all of that. You have to visualize it, you know? I mean, do the work for it. Like when you were a kid, you played by yourself. You played make-believe. Well, if it worked then, it'll work now. Whatever you desire, you can have it. So long as you do the mental, spiritual, and physical work for it. So if you want to own a home and you're hung up on, oh, my credit's not right, and, um, I don't have the money for the down payment. How I get the down payment? You can't worry about all that. Make a decision that you're going to buy a home. Uh, begin to look at it on the Internet. Or if there's somehow you can go visit a home, walk in it, you know, imagine yourself living in it, you know, fantasize, you know, take a nap in a chair in there, walk around the house, you know, visualize sleeping in the bed. Whatever works for you, you're going to have to get creative and you're going to have to emote, emote, express your true desire instead of being hung up on the how. So I'm saying right here on this show, right here, right now, you can't have money. Even if there's an economic downturn, uh, you can buy a condo, you can buy a single family home, you can still buy your dream home, you can still travel. Whatever your goal is, whether it's financial or it's material, you still can manifest it, but you have to believe it. You have to put in the mental work. You have to do the meditations. You have to, you know, make your vision board, a dream board. 
You got to keep it in front of you. You know, you have to put your attention on it. You have to put your focus on it. You can make anything happen. Stop buying into all these bill of goods that's selling you. You are the cheap operative power. You can make any good thing happen. The only thing is, are you violating yourself or are you violating someone else? As long as you're not doing that, I mean, a thought is free. You know what I mean? Stop, stop spending your time thinking about all this negative stuff and making that negative stuff happen. You can do the same thing and make the positive things happen. As long as you're not violating yourself, you're not violating anybody else, it's an integrity. You can have it. Just do it the right way. And I'm not saying that you can get something for nothing. And which brings me to another topic. All the information that you could ever want is available on the Internet, on YouTube, all these different resources. Um, There is no such thing as getting something for nothing. I want to say this because this is really, really important. If you are learning from someone's program, you know, don't just go in there and try to learn and stuff because basically it's evaporating because you're not investing anything in it. Everything is an energy exchange. Everything is an energy exchange. Everything is an energy exchange. If you go into so-and-so's website and you're learning stuff and it's blessing your life, you need to support them. Why? Because things are covered up and they're not, they won't be revealed to you unless you invest. Everything's an investment. A thought is an investment. A feeling is an investment. Work is an investment. Money is an investment. Everything is an investment. So if you're thinking that you're going into somewhere and then you're getting this valuable information and you it costs you nothing, it's not going to benefit you. Why? Because you can't go into McDonald's and eat for free. You can't go into Furs, uh, Piccadilly's, Wise Cafe, any buffet, Golden Corral, you can't go in there and go eat and then walk out and not pay. Um, that's the message I'm trying to get to you. Everything is an energy exchange. Now, if you need to, you know, pay on a certain date, you make arrangements. There's nothing wrong with that. It's honorable. But there is no such thing as getting something for nothing. There is no free lunch. Everything is an exchange. So. If you're learning from somebody's website, somebody's program, you know, you don't have enough money to get into their, like, real program, but you're getting, you're getting content and you're learning from it and you're applying it, integrating it into your life, and you're seeing results, then you should, you should support that person's uh, um, business. Uh, you should make donations. Um, just support them financially. So that you can really get blessed. If you're getting a little bit and you haven't invested nothing in them, you can magnify that four, five, ten times by supporting them. And I'm not talking about me necessarily. I'm talking about anybody that you're learning from. If you're learning from them and you keep going back and you keep going back and you're learning from them, you need to support them. That's very important. So you have been live on the Sutton Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. I hope this content blesses y'all. Um, I believe that prosperity is more magnifiable than poverty. I believe that abundance is more magnifiable than scarcity. I believe that feeling good is more valuable than feeling bad. And I desire for every single person 
that's listening to this broadcast the same thing that I desire for myself. Time freedom, choice, financial freedom, um, living the lifestyle that whatever you desire, uh, great loving relationships uh, with significant others and family and friend relationships and uh, whatever your vocation is, if you're an entrepreneur, good relationships in that. If you're working for a company, great relationships in that, with your supervisors and your boss. So my desire for everybody is prosperity in each of the five key areas of your life. That That's wholeheartedly what I desire for every person that listens to my broadcast. But until the next Sudden Eye Impact show, I say keep walking by faith and do all that you can with what you have. Discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life and most importantly in business on Sudden Eye Impact with your host, with your host, Lee, Lee, Lee.